Welcome back to the Hunger for Knowledge. Uh, today, we're, our guest is uh, Jason Weaver, and um, he—I've known Jason probably for what like eight years, maybe. Yeah, probably at least playing playing flag football together. Um, he does a—he's a master electrician, also, and uh, empowerment of people has his own business. Um, so, welcome, Jason. Thank you for. Uh, meet joining us today and of course will will's here how you doing will i'm good howdy what's going on <laughs> how was the week so far this uh the week is you know it's remember we had a show back in the day you know it's the best of times yeah yes yeah. so it's 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 the, it's the <laughs> eternal forever <laughs> another week another no another. but it's been good you know i've had you know good things ups and downs All it's right. life this life seems to be that way. <laughs> a little bit. Jason, you want what what's the name of your uh Facebook page and your your website there? Sure. Well, first of all, Rob and Will, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, and to the listener out there, thanks for tuning in. I uh, hope you're enjoying life. So, uh website's www.jasontweaver.com. That's T for Tom and uh also on Facebook at Jason T. Weaver Biz. Find me there. Instagram, Jason T. Weaver. So um, I'll, I'll do doing a lot for like empowering people. And uh, so what else uh, when you when you're doing that stuff, you want to talk a little bit about what you're doing there? Yeah. So uh, my big mission is to make the world a better place by strategically empowering people. Uh, that's kind of my life goal at the moment. And uh that comes in various ways from speaking to writing to whatever it takes. I've studied a lot on personalities, wanting people to celebrate their strengths and their personalities. Uh, from my experience and from seeing other people, too many people are uh, negative about their strengths or who they are, or we're always trying to be somebody else. You know, I, I spent a lot of time hearing, well, if you're going to be successful, you need to be uh, you need to see the big picture and you need to be quick to take action and take risks and you can't worry about the details. And I, I was always like, man, what's, what's going on? Because I'm a detail oriented person and I like to analyze and, and put things together. So I spent years of my life trying to feel like I had to be someone different in order to be successful. Then as I continue my journey of personal growth, realize success is whatever you define it personally as. Because if I reach your level of success, it's still not success for me because we each have our own definition of success. And part of that um, definition of success is for each person to be able to be who they are, who they see themselves at, as walking, to be able to work in your strengths and things like that. And so, you know, just uh, really encouraging people to, to celebrate who you are and then be able to celebrate others and in turn, you know, leave a, a positive imprint in the world around me so it's pretty awesome yeah i'd say to some degree everybody in this room all the whole three of us <laughs> everybody in this room has the same goal in wanting to leave the world a better place uh than they found it right and that's you know that's it sounds i i think cliche uh to some people but ultimately, I think that that's, 
you know, that's definitely my goal. I, and I know Rob, you know, in having his, you know, uh, non-profit, uh, he's, you know, trying to build houses down in Baltimore. You right. Know, it, he's trying to make a difference, you know. And uh, I know I definitely have always, uh, you know, I make, I make music. And uh, I've always just tried to, it's music to empower people. I don't want people do enough beating of themselves. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When you meet people, they're really hard on themselves. They like, they can't accept a compliment. They feel we, you know, because they've you know, they've had this uh, sort of programming in their head that they that they are their faults. Right. Their faults define them. And I think once you once you leave out of that frame of mind. You kind of feel uh, an obligation to reach back to people who, you know, might still be in that 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 state of mind where they're, uh, you know, not good enough, and you know, and you want to pull them up. I mean, right. that's my experience yeah. of it. I guess not all people see it. They're just like, oh, screw those people. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, I, I remember hearing Tony Robbins say that. Like, I remember hearing him say he just wanted to. Uh, help people deal with their suffering mm-hmm. and that's really at the end of the day all i i ever really wanted i think that that's a large part of why i wanted uh to be part of this, uh, this podcast you know um because it would give me some sort of a platform to say something uplifting to somebody i think i think as humans we all have the the need to contribute to the world around us, whether it's music or in something in construction or something you say, whatever it is, we all have this desire at, or of some form, or we feel more alive as we contribute and, and give back. And, uh, you know, we each have our own life journey, experience our own struggles and find our own solutions. And in turn, we have something, a story, a solution, a way to, to give back to other people to help. I, uh, people who are in a similar situation take a step forward and, and better their lives, I think. I'm not great at taking compliments. <laughs> Neither am I sometimes. I could be, it depends on my attitude, you know. Sometimes, you know, because you do find, your, even when, you know, you see the world like that, you do find yourself in lower frequencies, you know, in lower places where, you know, uh, you're not seeing yourself in your totality. Sure. But I think, I think you can change your, you know, I think you can change your mind. I think you can train your mind to become something to save yourself in those moments. Say, hey, that's not all you are. <laughs> I know that we all have the things about us, you know, that we don't want to, you know, the unflattering things. Right. And those things, they play on us. So. What happens to me is I end up being silent as opposed to be like just at least saying like thank you or something. Like <laughs> it's an awkward silence or something. I don't even know. Because I started that new job and the guy and the, the one guy was like, I started painting cars and stuff. It's like, man. And it's a Mako. So Mako's not known for their like paint, you know, quality. And he's like, man, this paint, this car turned out pretty good. He's like, the bet not one of the nicest cars we ever had turn, come out of here. I'm like... <laughs> um yeah um thanks i guess i don't know, like i'm just like okay i was like look because me that's like how it's supposed to be it's like it's like when, i don't know <laughs> it's like when we play basketball and like if i do something crazy and then people are like oh you know you, you did that move or whatever and i'm just like i don't know 
I don't know. On the basketball court, I'm almost like, I, I. It's easier for me to take a compliment on the basketball court, though. I, 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 it's like it's almost because it's just like it, like in sports, it's like you just slap, you know, hey, good, good shot or something. You get, you, you, you hit, you smack five. It or doesn't something. mean you anything. Mean, yeah, like, it's not a meaning. Thing. And then you move on so quickly because the ball's coming back up the court. Yeah, the, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean, there's no like awkward moment of whatever. You yeah. know what I mean, like. I don't know. It's not like football where there's a stoppage after something. You know, yeah. like if you get a good catch, you can get up and do whatever you want. You can do a flip if you want. You can do whatever. But in basketball, something happens, and then it's like even if you know somebody does a good layup or somebody gets dunked on or whatever, like the game's still going. You still yeah. have to like. You, there's no pause. Like, <laughs> I guess maybe for me, it's kind of like in basketball when I do certain things or football is like I and somebody compl- I kind of expected it as whereas like other things, I'm kind of like not expecting it, I guess, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I mean? see what you mean. Well, I, I could I can roll this back in the personalities because, of course, I like to study different personalities. But, you know, some personalities are built for for center stage. So I use the, the disc uh, personality assessment the dis and c and the eyes they're the ones who like to be the center of attention they're the life of the party so they enjoy compliments uh actually it really motivates them in a positive way to accomplish things as they're accomplishing goals if they get compliments or some of the other personalities which you would be one of them are kind of less likely to en- enjoy the, yeah. he's in <laughs> or the corner. acknowledge the moment he's in the corner I'm the checking weird, the scene out i'm in the weird guy in the dark corner i guess that's cool i'm good I've, with that i'm good I've with been that. that guy before i'm good with it i'm off to the side at the party i'm not trying to like you know i'm not mean attraction i guess which is fine with me i'd rather just be sitting off to the side keeping to myself <laughs> having interesting conversations yeah. with, uh, with people so um so, so how long have you uh, been speaking public? Oh, uh, let me think back here. Would have been probably almost 20 years that I would have been speaking at, not always on a regular basis, but started lear- learning one? to speak. <laughs> the first one would have been in high school when you had to give oral speeches. Well, I guess right? that's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as an adult, as a... <laughs> As but, an adult, not trying right. to get a grade, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but so, so talking about, you know, we were talking about contribution, right? Everybody feels alive when they contribute. The other thing is growth. I'll tie this in in, in a minute. And you, you talked about Tony Robbins. He, he breaks this down really well. You know, you have four needs of the personality, and then you add two on top, which is personal growth and contribution. And, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. That's that's reality of growth. If the plant's not growing, it's dying. As as humans, if we're not growing, we're dying. And so it's important that we continue to invest and grow, learn new things, try new things. Uh, so all all that to say is, I had to when I had to speak in uh, high school, man, I'd be I'd be so nervous, I'd be sick the night before, and like get up there and shaking like crazy, couldn't could barely talk. And then I went on to uh, college and had to learn to speak there. Same thing. Uh, but in order to give back and to empower people, um, yeah, it would have been late teens, early 20s when I would have started speaking more. I had to learn to conquer that that uh, that fear yeah, yeah. and become better so I could have more contribution, so I could help more people. Because 
you know, if I talk to a group, it's better than talking one on, you know, I help more people in one time than one on one. But it's not still not something natural to my personality because my communication style, my personality is very low. Like I'll think about it a lot mm-hmm. and would rather write than speak if I need to me, communicate. Yeah, me too. That's, <laughs> that's how I feel about it. That's why, I, you know, as you know, when I write rhymes, I, you know, I, I'm much better at writing in rhyme what I mean than actually saying it fluidly. Gotcha. So, you know, I've always been a writer, you know, I've, uh, you know, I'm, I'm writing a book and some screenplays and things like that. Like I'm, cool. I've always, I just love writing things. You know, it's a great form of creation. You know, yeah. the, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely something that I've done at least since high school but i i think i'm i think i'm finally getting to a point in my life where i like want to be like a published author you know i i wrote a children's book you know and that's that's a that's a that's a real process you know it's 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 a real process i i used to hate writing in school but now i find myself like it's i can collect my thoughts and the thought process is so much better when I put things down right. and in writing, because I can just I can look at it and 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 tweak it and understand it, and it may take me you know it takes me longer, but I, I just like it better. I like the process of it better. Yeah. So I'll throw the personality thing in if you don't mind. You guys uh, no, might no, you guys definitely. might get tired of it, but, but uh, no, I wanted to hear. I, this. I like touching on this stuff because what it what it helps. Uh, you listeners realize and you can realize your strengths and, and what you can really utilize. And, you know, if you work in an area that, that you have natural strength then you can develop five times faster than other people in that area. So if you add learning around your natural strength, you'll develop far faster than trying to work in, um, just in an area that you don't have a strength in. So my wife, uh, is an I personality. I'm a C. So I, I don't communicate very well where an I, they say what they say something to hear what they're saying. So, so, so what we're talking about, we like to think about it for a long time and we'll write it out and try to get it right. The I personalities, they like to say it to know what they're thinking, you know, so they oh, kind of talk okay, before yeah. they or you know talk before they think type. People sometimes we'll think for days before we speak because yeah. <laughs> we ever think. Not everybody's like that. <laughs> not everybody's like yeah, that. Yeah, and there's there's that, no right or wrong, but it's no, just different styles, you know. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but everybody has a process, and that's just their process. So Pe- it's people's personalities. Uh, you can be so extreme in your personality just because we have such random, you know, variations of life. Right. There's so many different things going on, creating so many different kinds of people that, no, I mean, I kind of understand why it's hard for people to communicate because uh, like you said, there's those, you know, uh, like you were saying, like those different personality types, but then there's uh, things like, you know, impoverishment and uh, racial things and, you know, things, uh, you know, just there's so many different things to make so many different kinds of people. And that's why I think it's so important to see the value in people Yeah. at a base level so that 
all of the rest of the you know attributes of a person that really shouldn't matter you know that those are just attributes that you have to get to the core of why that person is valuable sure and i think that 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 can be hard for a person to see if you're very you know divided in your head um or if you have some sort of superiority complex (laughs) you know (laughs) well a big thing i spoke about earlier um about celebrating your strength celebrating who you are that I think if, if you can celebrate yourself, it's you're then able to celebrate other people. Um, and a lot of times people are more in survival mode in, in their identity and uh, trying to celebrate other people, but feeling rejected or, or insecure in themselves. And if we if we can begin to look at ourselves and, and celebrate who we are, embrace the strength, be self-aware, manage yourself. And then you can manage your your relationships, your communication with other people, and begin to celebrate other people. Then then you'll get the best out of everyone around you. You'll see the best from them, and you'll get the best out of yourself. I know when we play football, I think um, I mean, we've been playing football for a long time, but it was amazing that uh, you're probably one of the best teammates on a football field because you're you're constantly working with everybody and understanding that we all have to work together. You know, and I think there was years, you know, we played in that flag football league before I was on Mike's team. Mm-hmm. He, me and him were on the same team with my brother and stuff. And we were all, obviously, some of us were older and uh, <laughs> a little slower of foot, <laughs> a, little, a little rounder in the tummy area, you yeah. know. Uh, but we were always probably close to the top team or, or right. you know, the second yeah. team won championship, I think. In six years, we won the championship four times, three or four times, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, and we were never the fastest team, but we all worked together so well. You know, and I think you know that part of that working together was definitely the main reason we won. Yeah. You know, Jason is like a lockdown corner for sure. So you know, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but if you can, you know, if if you have that kind of. Uh... If you can empower your teammates, yeah, that's one of uh, that's an intangible. That's something that you know, no matter how hard you run, no matter if you can catch or whatever, you can, you can be a positive motivation for your team. Right, you can bring that energy, and like when I was playing with Mike, that's what I tried to do. You know, because there was I, I, I was so wrong. In trying, I was trying to play. I was playing in Jordans because I, I thought, <laughs> all right, I thought I left my cleats at my parents' house. So the first game that I joined Mike's team, like I went over there and I'm like, oh, I think they're over there. And now I'm looking, I'm like, oh, they're not here. And I was like, I'm not running and getting cleats. So I'm just wearing these basketball shoes out there on that field. It was kind of wet, you know, but, um, what I realized that, like, because I, I kind of hurt myself early. So I wasn't really mobile. And I was like, but I still have to be productive. So, of course, you can block. and so, But now it's, okay, let me get in Mike's ear. And let me start talking him up. You know, mm-hmm. and I started, you know, I started building his ego. And, you know, just saying, hey, I was like, man, that was a good ball. And, you know, just <laughs> marching down the field, just talking, chirping at him in his ear, you know. Uh, a thought is powerful. Yeah. A thought is definitely a form of energy. You know, it, especially when you talk to Mike too, because Mike's you know Mike feels a lot 
pretty... Mike's receptive to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, that's the other part. You, you know, if you're not receptive to it, no, there is no amount of enthusiasm that can really right. crack, you know, if you're not tuned to it or don't want to hear it. Well, we play, ba- you know, playing basketball on Tuesday, Thursday. There's always, uh, this is one guy that plays a certain way, always, you know, fouls everybody he calls a fouls you know <laughs> shoots like 20 shots misses most of them and oh, uh, no. you know always is in like the middle there's always that one guy that's like in the middle of every like uh exchange you know heated exchange you know what i mean and like him and mike go at it he me and him go at it and like because we're a little more vocal than other people the other people just kind of let it go uh-huh. you know but like mike was just like we were talking after he's like, I'm just going to, I'm going to approach it differently. Cause his name, the guy, the guy's name's Mike also. He's like, I'm approaching it differently oh, now. Man. So he was like trying to be more positive. And you know what? I noticed that when he was being more positive about it, like things were going much smoother. Like there was more, <laughs> there was less hostility with yeah. everybody, but then that kind of ended. So now we're back to square one again. <laughs> so, you know, but it, for a brief for a, moment, for a brief moment, it worked. <laughs> it worked. It did work. And Mike was pretty like, he was being pretty good about it. He was being pretty consistent about it. And, uh, but it did work, but it just, you know, you get, sometimes it's hard when you got like adult competitive it people does, playing yeah. basketball, you know, yeah. people just running down the court, knocking you over like shoulders and elbows and then calling fouls. You know how that goes. <laughs> so, but it, his, his, the way he goes about things does, does work. And I mean, I see that more and more. And it's funny. Cause I didn't always get along with Mike either. Like we used to play football against him and man, we, <laughs> we just did not for whatever reason, we didn't get along at all. Like, and then I don't know how it happened, but somehow we just, I think it was playing basketball for sure. Cause we just started talking more. And then once we actually talked to each other, then we kind of, then things change, you know, you know, like, like I said about uh, all of us, Mike is one of those people who is trying to leave the world a better place. Yeah. And that energy can be seen as weird and creepy. Like I like people, pe- like people. Sometimes you know they they ask me about him. You know, like oh, what's up with that guy? You know? Yeah. And I tell them, I said, realistically, he just has thoughts that are kind of outside of your ability to like comprehend. He just must- so he seems weird because he's thinking about things that aren't like you're like these people are thinking about Big Macs and stuff like that. Like he's trying to figure out how to make. <laughs> A medicine, you know, yeah. what was that C60 stuff you guys well, were taking, you know, yeah, you guys, C60. Yeah. you know, he was, he, you know, he's, he's, he's living in a different way. And when you do that, um, you open yourself up to ridicule, you know, I'm sure, um, in, in giving talks and motive, you know, there's always going to, you've, you've talked to, I'm sure kids and stuff. Right. So. You know, there's always going to be some kids that's like, "Oh, look at this guy! Why are you? Why are you? Why are you here uh, disrupting my class or whatever?" Like, there's always going to be somebody who's going to say something negative about someone who's trying to bring something positive. Yeah. Well, 
honestly, you're always going to have haters. And it's the, just the, the reality. The, the kids are the easy ones to get over because they're they're kids when you're an adult. Yeah. But it's the other it's the other people around you that are going to be hating. You know, as you That's continue true. to better yourself and grow, you have you have those on the sideline who are cheer, and then you have those on the sideline who you know, want to take you down. I think what's great about Mike is he just doesn't care about the haters. Yeah, he just does, he, he doesn't. He, he doesn't so, seem to. He gives them no like yeah. thought. You know, and it just doesn't even. It just rolls right off him. Like, and yeah. I think he's just mis. He's just very misunderstood by a lot of. I think like uh, your first initial when you first meet him, he's just you're. He's misunderstood. But he's like he just lets stuff roll off his back, and he he don't care. It goes about his business, you know. You know, as as positive people should, <laughs> you know, the, <laughs> these people are gonna talk. There's a, people are always gonna find a reason to hate you, and that's that's that was like a hard thing for me to learn, you know, because mm. I was like, I remember when I was like in my earlier twenties, and I was like, really, just like, why don't like. I, anybody who had any beef with me, I was like, "What's wrong with you? Like, what? Or is there something wrong with me? You know?" And eventually, you know, you just had to, you know, you just have to admit, like, like I said in the song, in life, not everybody wants to sing a song with you. Like, that's just the reality True. of it. Not it. Not everybody is technically for everybody. There are people who you resonate with better than others. I mean, like, why do you think, like, my my question, like, trying to stay away from politics and stuff, but, like, what I wonder a lot of times is how is it that we we can't get over, like, looking to politicians or looking to somebody of that, like, stature for answers? Like, why do you think it's so hard for us to look in the mirror and, like, try and figure out answers for ourselves? You know what I mean? Right. I think think it it can... People can feel like they they can't have an impact versus, you know, there's other voices or other people that have bigger, quote unquote, platforms or something that have more yeah. impact and not realizing that, you know, you can make a choice and you can do something. It may not be on the same level or scale when you start. It could definitely grow, especially with the way the web is now and, yeah. and social media. But yeah. Uh, you impacting two, three, five, fifteen people is just as good as you know uh, someone impacting a state. It, I think we we have to impact the people that we we can, um, you know, touch people we can, and see what happens from there. Yeah, I think I think people are, and, and when we say people, we have I guess people in our culture, people who we see, we we've been sort of. Uh, minimalized in order to serve a purpose, you know, to, in order to, you know, become usually a, um, a good worker or something like that. So when you do that kind of minimalization of people, they can't help but to at times feel small because they're saying, well, what, what, what can I do with my life? Look, I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be working in this factory the rest of my life. That's a very, uh, like you said earlier, if you're not growing, you're dying. You know, if you're not expanding, uh, you you must feel at least like you're dying. Um, True. So I think a lot of these people, you get beat down, you work at a job that you don't like. Next thing you know, 
you have to look to somebody who at least looks like they have it together to 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 get you out of your situation. You can't look at you don't even most people don't even like the person they see in the mirror. Uh, you know, they're, they're always talking. Oh, look at look at this about me. Look at oh, my nose is too big. You know, just they pick themselves apart. <laughs> right. They probably don't even like the person they see in the mirror. So that person can't save them in their mind, probably. And in reality, that's the only person who can save them. Right. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a paradox. You know, it's like that's the only person that can actually save you. That person in the mirror. A, a lot of people don't realize and believe, though, that you can design the life you want and have the life you want. So I, I do. I do coaching, life coaching, business coaching and things like that. And, you know, we do, I do these events and courses, one's called Life by Design, and you go through and begin to design and say, what do you want out of life? Most people, we don't sit down and think, what do I actually want out of life? What's my main goal, mission in life? Where am I going? And so we exist without a, a, a point B to get to, and so we don't ever get there. And then we're, we're frustrated and miserable because the circumstances, you know, if you don't live your life, you'll live someone else's life, Absolutely. <laughs> someone else's goals, someone else's uh, the definition of success. And that's why people don't like themselves when they look in the mirror. They say, well, my nose is too big. Why? Because they're comparing their nose to the guy next to them. <laughs> and for me to be successful, I have to be, you know, 50 pounds and as small, whatever. Yeah, whatever. So we're all trying to fit this mold of somebody else to because we want the results of the life we think they have. Yeah, yeah. When, so, their, when their life comes with just as much turmoil and chaos as yours. Well, they, yeah, they, <laughs> you know, there's like, a good chance they're not happy. But <laughs> the point is, if you're, if, you, if you're growing, if you're being able to contribute to the world, and then whatever you, you deem as success, you're, you're seeing those things in your life, whether it's spending time with your family or owning your own business or running your own hours or having a job you love, whatever it is. Then you're feeling successful, and it's not it's not achieved by some, uh, you know, number in the bank account. It's not achieved by some social status, no. number of followers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that, that's true. But at the same time, uh, I think, like, I, you know, I think you have, you seem to have a better sense of self promotion than me and Rob. Like. <laughs> We're we're horrible at self promotion. Like uh, me, I'm just I've just been bad at it forever. But I could see where in some people's minds, their followers are tied into how they feel about themselves because they're like, okay, I'm my life is so captivating that this many people actually would take a couple of seconds and see this picture I took. At this mall, you know, like, you know, which I mean, times move on. I guess people feel uh, different, gratifying things. You know, it just seems, I think, odd to me. I'm somewhat old school about things. <laughs> well, I'll bring this back to personality because that's motivating factors. The fear of the I personality is social rejection. And so being center of attention is, is what really sparks them, gives them energy. There are a lot of times, uh, one of my kids is, is this way, my wife. My son, he, he like acts, you know, sometimes too silly. It's like, dude, calm it down. 
but it's his they love having fun they they're the, the life of the party they're the ones you always want to have over but if you're having a party all the time it gets a little old right if you're like do your chores and he's throwing a football <laughs> in the house he's like what are you doing stop it and do your chores and then he's you know jumping on the couch or whatever it's like no dude um but that's yeah, part of the person <laughs> but so to those people social recognition matters and so what i want to empower you if you're one of those people to recognize that that's something that you fear is being rejected by by the crowd um and some of the the followers may matter to you and you were built to be recognized that's part of your strength mm -hmm. but a strength without a boundary becomes your greatest uh, limitation because if so for me, I'm detail oriented. I always try to get things, you know, great, excellent. I like excellent product, but I could end up being a perfectionist. And if I don't rein in my strength of getting things nice and accurate and perfect or nice, I'll keep trying for per perfection and that's never attainable. And so I'll never do anything because I keep trying to get it right. So I go on Facebook Live or I shoot videos and stuff. When I, when I first started doing that, I'd shoot it and reshoot it and take it over and retape it and, you know, another cut and another cut because I, I said something wrong or I, I looked weird. And then I'd never get any that, that video out and help anybody because I'm still trying to redo it over and over again. So that becomes my greatest limitation then. You, know, you need to know... You need to utilize your strength, but realize there there has to be a boundary. So for you, if you love being recognized, that's great because you'll be very good at selling things. You'll be very good at motivating people and impacting people and encouraging ideas, uh, selling ideas to people. But then you got to realize, hey, maybe I won't do some things in life I need to or that will be best for me because I'm scared people might reject me or I might lose a couple followers. So, so you'll could easily end up living someone else's life because you're afraid of the rejection. That's true. I think in my life, I I think partly I fear what I could become because I've settled in somewhat to, you know, being a father and a husband to go down roads that would potentially, you know, um, take me away from my family and, and things like that uh, for long period of time maybe i think at the end of the day that acts as some, somewhat of a limiter you know i'm not as attentive to the things that i probably should be in building the person i want to be because i have that in the back of my mind sure so uh, you know but you're right you're, you're absolutely right that you know without that boundary yeah yeah that you said that in a way that i think will resonate it's it's an attempt to to still have a balance yeah yeah well to me who you are is far greater than anything you'll ever do so a lot of times we get that backwards and we try to define who we are by the things we're doing i'm x y and z because i do I find a lot of people are in certain uh, jobs because their dad, you know, it was a family business or, and they're, they're defined by that. But you got to go back and look at your identity as who you are, you know, a part of your, your personality is part of that and, and, and then do things. So even you will saying that, you know, well, you're, you're on this journey of growing, but you have this family 
your kids and, and your wife or a husband and a father. Well, that doesn't change who you are. There's different ways that you, there's many things you can do because of who you are. So you're a person who wants to give back and you're, you're an artist and you write. And so you could speak, you could sing, you could uh, work a job and motivate, you know, your, your coworkers or whatever it is. But that, but because of who you are inside, because of will, you can do anything and still have impact. So you could travel or you could stay at home, but find other ways to have impact. Right. But a lot of times we look, if I'm not doing this certain thing, or if I am doing this, then I, I have reached a certain level or I am somebody, but you go back. Identity starts first inside. Yeah. And then, and then because of that, you can act. All those things are just really a manifestation of what you actually are. Like, Without right. you being the person that you are, you wouldn't even be able to do those things. Right. The, the, the you exists before the things, you know. But, but most times, especially in the Western culture, we define who we are by first doing things and then trying to figure out who am I because, you know, I have all this going and, well, we get it backwards. It's, it's strange how us in the West, like how in order to kind of come across those things, we, we all tend to like look Eastern. We, we, we learn things from the East as opposed to, you know, people who, because they, you know, I feel like in the East though, they really spent a lot of time in trying to figure out how to uh, get people through life. Like they're, 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 uh, their religions and things are really based on figuring out the layers of yourself uh, and how that relates to the world. But in Western culture, those things are kind of, like you said, they're, they're, that's, they're sort of frowned on. You know, it's not really about an inward uh, quest as much as it's about an outward uh an outward expansion of wealth or something like that seems sure. to, that that's more or less what it's about when in reality it's probably all you know it's about figuring out you because we're that's the greatest mystery for all of us just trying to figure out ourselves that's what i find at least that's, <laughs> i mean it, it, I, I start i find more and more things about myself and i'm just like hmm that's interesting. I, you know, I didn't necessarily know that about myself. I, I, I believe uh, everyone's born with a, a ton of potential, but it's it's unlocking that potential. That's the key. So yeah, we always talk about we or the seems like it comes up a lot that we always think that everybody's good at something. It's a matter of identifying what that is, mm-hmm. and 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 becoming great at it. I guess yeah. it's the best thing. How, like, how did you come up with, uh, like, your, you know, with the business? Did you go to college, what, college and take courses, or is this kind of like an experience thing? Right. Like, <laughs> you know? So, basically, everything I'm, to- I'm talking about comes out of experience, because um, I, I, I started working in electrical, in the electrical field when I was 15. I think it was over the summer when I was 15, and then for high school... I did a correspondence school and I did my four years of high school in by the time ninth grade was over and I worked uh, as well. And so I've been in, a, in, in the electrical field for 
over 20 years on and off as I did other things, but that was my main uh, income or job. And it was good for a while because I enjoy business. So building, building a job, I should, I would say, because <laughs> I'm, I'm a one man, I'm a one man show or I use subcontractors up until this point. And so, you know, in the grand scheme of business, you don't really own a business, you own a job. Uh, because ultimately if you, you don't work, you don't get paid. And so your hours are still time is money and you don't want to be there. So if you're out there, get out of time, time equals money. <laughs> you have to be able to create money while you sleep. Um, you need money to do anything good in the earth, but, uh, <laughs> you gotta make money work for you. You have to. So, you know, building the electrical business and realizing, uh, I have other strengths that I could really help people with. So I'm laying in, in an attic in like two feet of insulation, you know, and a hundred, a hundred and some degree summer days. And I'm crawling around and I'm like, I'm really a strategist in my mind. And I like to study and, and break things apart, you know, and, and crack down and say, Hey, how can I help this person figure it out and have a better life? And I'm motivated by empowering people. And here I am, uh, pulling wires and laying around in the, in the attic. And so started checking into coaching life coaching like man i i like this stuff i like to see the people you know the lights click on when you unlock your own answer so and i don't know how much you know about coaching but a life coach uh in essence helps you figure out the answer that you already know but because you're in that situation day after day from the same point of view you lose sight of the answer and and uh, you know you you hit a fall a lot of times and you have a coach for a sports team. If you want to be the best sports team, you don't ever see a team without a coach, right? So in life, you have a different point of view who doesn't tell you what you need to do, but they ask you. And, and you have the, the, the answer. You have the experience, but it just needs unlocked. And man, seeing these people unlock that potential, they realize, hey, this is something I can do to change my life. I was like, I'm all into this. So I went and did stuff studied and got certified as a life coach and did a lot of studying um i'm almost certified as a behavior analyst now behavioral mm. analyst in the dispersonality uh profiles and and stuff like that and i'm just saying hey i want to see people un unlock that potential and and live a life they they want to live and have results they want and realize that they can be more than than the circumstance tells them right now um your, your past doesn't determine your future. Your now uh, doesn't, where you're at right now doesn't determine your future. It's what you do right now that determines your future. And if you decide to make a change, you can you can have anything you want if you uh, begin to, now not, not in the form of, you know, you can have anything in the world you want. <laughs> you can be anything. But if, if you take the right steps, you can make anything happen. That's how I got into it. Out of my own frustration of saying, hey, I have these strengths that I'm not utilizing. And uh, I, and then the passion of wanting to see people living their life to the best. I know I had considered doing life coaching. Actually, not too long ago, I was actually looking at it. Um, because, you know, that's, you know, it's always rewarding to help somebody through, you know, that, that, that hang up in life, you right. know, and it's, I'm sure you've probably found, you know, you, you, you were probably saying things similar 
to what you said as a life coach to people before that was actually your title, you know, just, just because you, you know, you, you have it in you to listen and to empower someone, right. you know, cause I, I mean, just the other day I, I, I was at work and, you know, there's a, there was a kid, uh, he was working. He actually just got fired, uh, like, like a couple of days ago, but at, on the day he actually got fired, he got fired later on in the day. But at lunch, I was sitting with him and I was talking to him and, you know, he's 23, he has four kids. He had his first kid when he was 17. So in his head, he was somewhat mature, like more mature, but at the same time, he was a 23 year old kid, you know? And, um, I was talking to him and I said, I said, you know, you're in a place right now where you get to ask the question that. I think evades many people for sometimes their entire lives. And that is, what is it that you really want to do with your life? And I saw a look on his face and it was just the look of, I, I don't know. And I haven't really been considering this and what this is a part of life. I said, look, you don't want to be doing stuff like we're doing right now for the rest of your life. And he's like, oh, I know. I don't even want to be doing it right now. <laughs> and then later on in the day, they excused him from ever having to do it ever again. <laughs> but it, it was it was almost kind of poetic how it happened because that was the probably the, the, the best communication that we had had. And it happened the day he got fired. So I like to think that little time that you give people, hopefully it can... Uh, you know, bring about change in their life, you know, and for the positive, because you could definitely mess somebody up. <laughs> you know, you could definitely go the other way with it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, I was just, I was a story of one thing leading to the to another, and I could have let what I was doing define me. I was I was working on a dairy farm when I was thirteen after school, and in summers from there I went to work at uh, somebody. I had a stand at Green Dragon produce stand. Said, "Hey, you know, we need we need somebody to work here." So I went from that to working at Green Dragon throwing produce, and then uh, from there I had an electrician say, "Hey, I need you. You know, I could use somebody." So I went into electrical and had another electrician ask me, and just went from one thing to the not the next. Then then finally I was like, "Why don't I go out on my own?" and I could have let that define me that this is who I am. And for a while I did. It's like, okay, I'm an electrician and this is what I'm going to do. But realizing that I have more to give. And so now I'm in a partner. I'm a partner in the ICS coaching company where we certify, train and certify life coaches, uh, leadership coaches, business coaches, and master coaches, as well as resource them, uh, write courses and, that they can put on events and things like that. I have uh, Jason Weaver Consulting. I have my electrical thing going on that I'm I'm trying to upscale and uh, merge with someone else to keep that going. That I that I'm not involved uh, except for the consulting side of it. And so from out of that, you know, I could have stayed laying in the attics, or I could say, "This is I'm a strategist and I have a passion, and we're going to put it to work and begin to find ways to uh, to build out of that." So. You can do multiple, many things when you first start with I am, and then therefore I do. And then you can do all kinds of things and still be in line with who you are and still enjoy it. But if you're 
defined by the the guy laying in the attic in the insulation <laughs> you you can be frustrated and and leave all that potential laying in the attic you know yeah <laughs> that's the truth there's a lot of people that are frustrated out there i think they could want to learn a lot from from this conversation for sure yeah absolutely but from you for for sure too I have conversations with people and getting a new job and like having conversations with different people I never talked before. And I think over the last couple of years, just like having a different view of people, not maybe not even the last couple of years, but maybe the last year or so. I think some of it has to do with me and you having conversations and your perspective, I think has changed a, a, a little bit of how I talk to people or how I try to interact with people. And, but it's just, seeing a different light and like understanding i think more of you know the struggle the everyday struggles of people and and it's not just you know i don't know it's it's just amazing to me like so many different things that go on and so many different problems that people have and it's just like it's so easy just to say okay this person's is a bad person because of this but really in reality like you said earlier we don't know what happened to that person don't right. know. it's easy to say that person is just a bad person but really reality of this guy is 50 years old and he's going through more things than i'll ever have to go through and this is just kind of the end result of now i've met that person at 50 and the, and the, you know they're dealing with that stuff i mean there's so many different perspectives for for, for what forms a person you know, there's things happened 150 years ago that's affecting somebody right now, today. You know what I mean? That's how deep, uh, that's how deeply divided a person can be. Like, you can be so, uh, you can be affected by so many things that you're not even really aware of consciously. Things that in your, in your genetics, things, <laughs> things that happen to uh, your uncle and the, you know now it's yeah. now something's in your family somebody's telling you know those things it's too <clears throat> it, it's too simple to just say and definitely in this time to just write a person off who's done something uh, i guess what you could call uh bad or negative like in this time there's a lot of people who i think want to see those like people who would do bad things just kind of be uh, shamed to death or something. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, to me, it's always seemed that shame is you. Shame is the restraint on people. Sure. It's the, it's, it's like a jack. It's like a straight jacket because it's like, it's like a shackle. It's like, Hey, you're great. No. Don't you remember what you did last Tuesday? <laughs> like I saw, you know, you know that you hear this and, you know, you everybody, I guess, has their own mental chatter. And if your mental chatter, that's what I'm really starting to learn. Your mental chatter has to change in order for you to change. Yeah. I, I'm, the, you don't have to believe every thought that comes through your mind. Man. No, no, you don't. The everyday, <laughs> the everyday mental chatter struggle. Yeah. You know, it's like the perfect of the the devil and the angel on the yeah. shoulder in, in your head, right? You know what I mean? Like, it, but it's, it, it's so simple though, because it's like, it could be little things to be like, look at this lady's hair. Like, what is, what is wrong? Why did you come outside looking like that? Like, you, you know, but look at where your mind is. 
as opposed to if you were in a state of mind where you could look at that lady and be like, oh, man, she has some nice glasses, you know? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I play games with myself. I go to the mall. I'll tell my wife, I'll be like, look, I'm try this game. Everybody who you walk past, imagine that they are actually you. And she will do it. We'll get through Boscov's. Or like, well, she's like, I'm not playing it. This is a weird game. <laughs> you know, it, it, it does get strange because it kind of starts to break you down and start to say, oh, hmm, maybe these people who, uh, you know, maybe they're not all that different from me. You know, that's that's where the unity starts. You just, you have to see that person in yourself. Did you ever like wish you could just turn it off though for like a minute? You know, what I mean? like <laughs> just like the, that mental battle and just I be do, like, I do, but I do, I do often, and, and but I'm getting better at catching myself. So like I like I'll I'll, I'll think something. And I'll be like, why, why are you thinking like this? Like this is <laughs> nothing constructive is gonna have happen. Right? I I told Rob I I gave a a talk. Um, maybe a year or two ago, um, my sister-in-law, she had an art studio and I gave a talk about the connection between, um, consciousness and creativity. And I guess the, the, the point of the talk was that the creative and productive mind is what I believe all people seek, even people who don't seem to seek it out at all. They probably starve for it maybe more than anyone. We are all looking for that creative, forward-thinking mind. We're all trying mm. to find that. And it's so it can be hard through you know throughout our days to find time to find that 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 uh perspective. Because it's you know, if if your kids are going crazy if if your spouse is if you're arguing you know what i mean like if oh there's it's hard for us to to maintain that um and that was why in in the talk i you know i i said though like we have to get over this good bad person thing that seems to you know that never seems to work well because everybody who you're prepared to call bad Somebody is prepared to call good. True. And it's just a perspective. Mm-hmm. Your perspective, you know, my perspective is no better than anyone else's perspective. So what I did in the talk, uh, like I, I put people up like Gandhi and, uh, you know, Gandhi is who people would say, oh, he's a good guy, you know. But, you know, people don't talk about the fact that Gandhi like helped the genocide or that he slept in beds with t- like preteen girls and stuff like that like people don't think about those kinds of things they omit that and then they can say oh that he's good right and won't provide that same courtesy to someone else and now you have a bad person and so i put adolf hitler and the nazis up and say well you didn't know that like the nazis like ended homelessness you didn't know that they didn't test uh chemicals on animals and things like that. Like, I put the the positive points of things that they did that were positive. And that was, you know, I wasn't trying to be offensive, but I was just trying to say the capacity for good does not just, um, it's, it's not just extended to people who you think are good. There's some people who you might think are terrible people who have done things to make people love them. 
you know, just break down, you know, that good bad thing. It's it's all it's a childish thought. Well, that that kind of gets me to like like that's how people can believe in uh, like a, a Nazi group or like a leader, right? Yeah. You know. Like I can never like I always had a we are good they are bad yeah Simple. like you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's like I always wonder like how could they believe such a thing you no, know? No, you got and then, like when you think about it that way it just makes it easy he worked know? them into like a mythology yeah and he made them get th- he he made a uh he made people who had just gone through a depression feel like they were part of a mythical story and gave them purpose and. You know, that's the, like the rest is history. I mean, that's how people join cults. Yeah. You know that's how I mean? people, that, all yeah. that it, stuff. It's just Joe Rogan's always talking about how like cults and stuff <laughs> cracks me up sometimes. Wow, he's talking. He's talking about that wild, wild country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see that? It's a, it's a very interesting documentary yeah, okay. about the the um, uh, yeah. it's the Rajneesh. The Rajneesh yeah, yep, and they yep. moved into uh, they, they took over you, a town or they something. took over a town. They they ended up busing they bust homeless people in to vote so that they could just take over this town. They were like a commune. It was a guy named uh his name is Osho. <laughs> and he, he they took over this town. This was like in the eighties. It happened in the like it seemed like this really happened? Like I was like, What? Yeah. It's like, it, it, he was saying the same thing. He's like he just can't believe like something like that like it happened how it happened, you know. But even, you know, people like that though. You know, it's easy to say, uh, once all of the beans are spilled and you know the dirt of a person, he's, oh, I knew he was a bad person all along. But there was people who gen- genuinely went to him who were, you know, healed in certain ways by him. And, um, you know, a good quality, just because you have good qualities doesn't mean that you don't, don't have bad qualities. Yeah, it, it's it's the fact of life. So I also wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, I know you're a missionary in uh, South Africa, right? Right. So I always thought, like, like I said earlier, anybody's perspective from from a place I've never been, especially in a different country, I always find interesting because you've been there and you can actually attest to what goes on. And, you know, so what, how long ago was that? Uh, it would be. We would have, we came back ten years ago now. I think I was lived there for a little over five years. Hmm. Wow! So beautiful nation. I lived in Cape Town, South Africa. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had the 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 mountains, Table Mountain. You had the ocean, which some of the top beaches in the world, and the wine farms out through there, and the city. So South Africa is very rich. Like they're like economically they're they do they're doing well. Right. Uh you just have poverty right next door to to the wealth, you know. So minutes apart. <laughs> yeah. So we we did uh start daycare daycare center and, and worked with the kids and stuff in, in what they call a, a township. Well it was actually a settlement and uh, you know, just shacks and huts. I think this one had about 15,000 people in it, you know, just tin and boards and just throw these things together and uh, just live it out in there without a whole lot going on. (laughs) What did uh, uh, specifically uh, made you guys go to South Africa? 
Uh, well, one of my friends who was part of the team was from South Africa, and uh. so he he said, "Let's get a team together and go over there." So we we had about forty. 40 or 50 people, um, some from America, some from Europe, uh, head over to South Africa and set up camp for a few years, work out there. So that's where, that's where I actually got married. My wife is Dutch. She's from Holland. Uh, Oh, really? She's, and her dad's Indonesian. So she's half Indonesian, half Dutch. And, uh, we started dating, got married in Cape Town. So you met her there? Well, I had met I met her in in college before that, but oh, okay. we uh, I mean we knew of each other, but we both went as the team over there and ended up getting married over there. And mm. Our first two kids were born when we were over there. So. Oh wow! So <laughs> born in the country. Yeah, well, the first one we came back here for six months when oh, she okay. was born, but the second one was born in South Africa. It's mm. huh. kind of crazy. <laughs> All right, they said uh, I think it was Cape Town. They said that might be the first major city to lose drinking water like to lose water right they they went through a a huge drought i don't know it was a few months ago that it was really big i'm not i'm not sure where they're They're saying where they stand or now like they're 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 really rationing water now like i was just watching actually something of like a vice news bit about it like there was like uh water cops and like they like there was a guy, you know, he was like washing cars, you know, and you know they came up and busted, and they're like, "You're not allowed to use this water right now." And then like they went out, like in like, like I guess they were outside of like the townships or whatever, and they were like out in the more affluent areas, and like those people, they really like exceeded like the water because they had money, like so they really exceeded the water, and they were like busting them though. They were like you. You know, you can't busted a guy for watering plants. They were like, you're not allowed to do that at this time. Because it, within the foreseeable future, they're going to have to figure out the water situation. Yeah. Hmm. And that's, you know, that's like the first major city. Because it looks like in the future, that's kind of like what it might boil down to. Is that in the future, there might be wars over water. Oh yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> They've talking that for years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but you have uh, Nestle that bottles water out of Lake Michigan and sells it to everybody, you know, and they cut everybody off from <laughs> from taking it. Well, we fell for it. We we, we keep falling for We're it. Paying for that bottled water. <laughs> <laughs> we keep falling for it. That's crazy. Oh. I've watched, you ever watch the movie, the kids' movies sometimes, and you like, it's like very basic, but like it's some some kind of. Like one time we watched a, a we we went to the movies we saw something and and it was they had bottle it was about bottled air, yeah that was um the um the Lorax is that what that was yeah, yeah, I, yeah. The, my my kids just watched it the other day they were like dad you gotta watch this yeah so I'm sitting there watching this and I was like every time you used to watch a kids movie though you start to realize you're like oh they actually make these movies for the child in the adult <laughs> like like the kid's watching it he's getting some of it yeah but the kid inside of the adult is like oh yeah i gotta remember <laughs> but yeah. but you know you're like in, in 10 years from now that's gonna be a thing or something you know what i mean bottled air bottled- it's gonna be they, they they figured out how to bottle water and yeah. bottle air 
You can them. bottle it, you can sell it, man. And they're going to charge like some absurd <laughs> amount. They're going to be like $10 a bottle or something. <laughs> Somebody right now, I'm telling you. Yeah, that's the, that's the way it works. I, I guess. Maybe we just came up with the idea. Maybe we yeah, no, you, should no. start, you should start bottling if, air. If I, if I bottle air, I feel like it would, my soul would... <laughs> My soul. I don't think my soul could survive bottling air. It's gonna catch on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just uh, spontaneously combust. Like it's what happened? He went against his ways, you know. He burnt up. Uh, people are trying to sue Nestle for that whole situation. So wow. I mean, I hope. I hope. I hope they get this butt sued because that's just ridiculous. They said the water is getting chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> the the water in the lake is is uh, getting drained. So it's affecting the ecosystem and everything. Like it's crazy, and then they're selling it, and they, and they own all the rights. That you can't even. I forget. I was reading the story. It's like if you read it, it's just you can't even. It's just like crazy. It's That's, astronomical. Yeah. It's like, what is like what really? This is happening in the world. On? And of course, they like paying off politicians so they can like control the rights to the water. Like, come on now, this yeah. world the 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 Earth is made up ninety percent of water, and they want to control it all. That's why I feel like, in some ways, like there's 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 positive aspects to possessing things, but the negative aspects of possessing things, what like we're seeing, like we're starting to see, like oh. This can get really weird when you start talking about, well, what can you possess? Can you possess land? Can you possess a person? Can you possess an animal? You know, like, and what gave you the right to possess that thing? Yeah. You know, that's, that's, uh, <laughs> like the, the idea of owning a person is like, I can't even like fathom that. Like some point, somebody's like the, the type of person that would take, like, I mean, I just can't even. All you, all it takes is to be a person who needs work done. If you, if you have a lot, and then you're just like, well, I'm not doing all this by myself. I need some people, and then if people don't want to come willingly, you're just like, hey, go kidnap those people from (laughs) another country and bring them over. No, you can kidnap them anywhere. That's true. That's true. You know what I mean? Slavery. You know, I think in America we have a very narrow like concept of slavery like we don't really understand it you know people have been enslaving people for a really really long time well it's still going on today oh yeah, yeah. libya they're selling people on uh, you know we, we went in and took out the leader of libya five years later there's they have slave market over there and thank goodness we went out and took out the leader huh because he was a terrible dude Oh man! <laughs> Replace somebody that, that now there's a slave market. That's nice. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, How here? Oh, that was Hillary Clinton celebrating that one. Did you ever hear that thing where she says because it was Gaddafi that was oh, in charge yeah, of she, Libya and she laughs real creepy and it's like long yeah, winded. Yeah, Joe Rogan's always talking about. Oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like it's weird and you know, but hey. I to say, you know, maybe she had a different perspective on that whole thing. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> so, was there was there a particular stimulus to uh, to make you go in the direction that you went? Uh, I guess from the standpoint of, uh, I know sometimes things traumas happen to people. I know um, 
you know, certain situations happen in people's lives to make them kind of be about those things. Is there any particular situations that you can remember that kind of led you down that path? Uh, no, honestly, I, I believe each person is born for purpose. So, um, I felt that's part of what was for my life. So how long do you think, how do you, is that something that you, you had to develop? Did you have to develop that way of thinking or was it something that kind of was in you? Like, since you can remember, uh, no, it was probably developed. I think part of my personal growth, self growth journey would have added to that. I mean, to find out you or believe you have value and, and have something to give Mm -hmm. and you know, you mean something in the world is not always something everybody has or, or realizes yeah. so yeah i guess i i, I you know i asked that because i know in in my life uh you know once you start to realize uh, i think the first time i was really confronted with like death that that made me feel more like okay things are real now sure you know what i mean and from that point on, you know, you, you know, eventually you get to the idea of, well, I, I need to tell all these people because I kept, I, you know, I keep meeting people even to this day. You know, I meet people all the time and I think they're amazing. I think they're amazing people. And it's it's hard to watch them not be able to see that in themselves. Because, you know, you know it's just like cloudy. It's just like, oh, I'm just like, God, oh, just don't, don't, don't believe that about yourself. Don't, I don't want, I don't want you to think you are those negative things because you're, you know, you, you, you're a beautiful person. I meet them all the time. Anyway, you ever see, you, you remember how they always talk about flowers and that, that test they did with flowers, right? When, when they hear positive music. The, the flower flourishes or the plant, you know, when it hears negative music, it always, you know, it, it doesn't flourish as much as the other ones. Yeah. I think like sometimes we have so many negative things going on around us. We're like that plant, you know, yeah. it's hard for us to flourish or there's that cloudiness, you know, and there's so many things that go on in this world that, you know, you turn the TV on, you see negative things, you know, you see all these negative things. It's just, I think it, it sometimes it's just hard for people. It is. You know, and I think uh, sometimes when you need that positive reinforcement, sometimes it's hard to find. That's why I just try, I try to be like a positivity hotspot. <laughs> you know what I mean, like I try to, you know, if I'm a, if I'm gonna be there, I I you know, in my mind, it's about frequencies. It's about you know, because you can you know, everybody knows what it's like to feel one way. And then to maybe have a thought or maybe to do something that turns your energy into another thing. And now you're not thinking like you were when you felt down. You're not thinking about how life is horrible and how uh, you're not thinking about your the, the bills, that you know, and all this. Like you have to get to, you know, like I said, that creative, productive mind. Once you do that, you're in a different place. Your reality is not the same anymore. 
because right. now you you know you're looking at it and you're like oh there's all these possibilities out here instead of oh there's something around that corner right. that's gonna kill me you know that's <laughs> you know, that's those are two different ways of thinking <laughs> well, about yeah. and perceiving the world same right. world different perception yes that you know what I mean like it, it's two different experiences so you know if you can get a person to see that world it's like hey man why, why don't you come out come this way you know a little bit more you don't want you don't need to be down there thinking horrible things all the time man. yeah but it takes that that change of thought it you does. know we were talking you you were talking earlier about all the thoughts running through your head and they say that you say 13 to 1500 words a minute to yourself self-talk so faster than we can talk here, you're talking to yourself every single minute of the day. But it's most of it's subconscious. So how do you know what, what you're saying to yourself? Look at your actions. <laughs> because the way how you think determines how you act. And so that's the way if, if you don't like how you're acting, go back and change the thought to a thought that will empower you to take different action. Because the action is what changes your, your life. And the 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 emotion and the whatever significance you give to something that is what becomes a reality mm. like so what, whatever you you think or feel is your reality becomes your reality and and so if you want a different reality i understand situations and circumstances are hard i don't take that lightly people that are in challenging situations i mean i just had a this is a minor challenging situation. I had a pinched nerve in my back that, um, like one of the worst days I, I got out of bed and I stood by the bed, uh, for 45 minutes before I could stand up straight. My wife trying to help me stand up. And like, if I'd wake up during the night and have to go to the restroom, she'd have to try to help me take half an hour to get from the bed, you know, 10 feet to the bathroom. And we thought about that as like, you know, people that really have, a, a spouse or a child or family member or somebody that help on a regular, like this was temporary. It yeah. lasted a, a week almost that yeah, I couldn't tie my shoes and things like that. Oh. But someone who's in that and continue, that's, that's a lot of work. So I understand situations are, are challenging and I don't make light of that, but the meaning you give to it, that that's the, the, the thought and the emotion, the meaning you give to that is, is all, the difference in how you act out of that. So if you can begin to reframe, you know, our kids, I have four kids and they're fighting and yelling and you can get stressed out and like, yo, knock it off. And, or you can come at it. Hey man, at least my kids are healthy and, <laughs> and they're, they're fighting and not that I have to allow it, but it changes the way I approach yeah. the shutting it down. You know, I'm not all stressed out and like, you know, we got, I, I handle it differently. It's just reframing and, you talk about failures in life. No one learns without failures. That's Absolutely. a common quote. That's not my, obviously my idea, but it depends. It's if you take the failure and learn from it, you can change. But if if you become frustrated and think you missed something, then then you know it's all in the point of view and, and the way you think. So, yeah, you think Bill Gates and all them guys that started the first computers like hit it right off the bat. Them guys probably who knows how many times they tried and right. and were unsuccessful. So it, it you but what you learn is you learn what to change and to right. how to make it successful. Because if you try something and it works right away, you don't know why it's working. Because there's so many yeah. variables yeah, and it's sure. just working. 
Yeah. But when you can, when you find parts that fail, you can begin to hone it and specialize it and find out what are the success uh, factors in, in this equation, whatever it is, yeah. whether it's yeah, you need life. You need failure. And I think it's not fun though. It's not fun <laughs> at all. It's, it, 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 and it's, but it's, you have to reframe that thought to, yeah, to really embrace fa- it. Failure equals growth and learn yeah. from it. Well, you, yeah. And you, but you have the choice, right? Do, do I fail and, and get upset and sulk about it? Or do I learn something and grow, grow yeah. out of it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you really think about anything that grows, you know, it, like it gets to a point and then it's like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be at. And then it's like, no, I got to grow more. <laughs> because it's not a, it, that in itself is a, it's, it's, it's a failure. If you think that you're where you're supposed to be at, and then you find out that that's not actually what's going on. That is somewhat of a failure because you've not assessed the situation correctly. You know, you you, you thought it was something that, that it's not. Um, and that's, I think that that's just a natural part of the growing process. But you need, I think people don't like to, they don't like to be, they, they hate patience. Like they... Like right. patience in this world is not cultivated because our lives don't call for it. Our lives are regimented. We, you know, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we live in time. You know, I was just talking to my wife earlier. It's like, you know, that's the thing about it. Time is weird because it's like, it doesn't really like, it doesn't really exist, but like, it's, you know, it's just, it's being counted all the time. And it's, you know, you're, but you're, you're, it's a constriction, whereas think about somebody who's lived and never been under the pressure of a clock. <laughs> think, think about how, in, you know, the, the lack of stress or, you know, that they probably had due to that fact that they just never had a regimented situation. Right. But, but your brain, your brain is a survival organism. So it's always looking fight or flight. It's always trying to make you survive. So even if you don't have, if, even if you don't have a clock you're living against, your brain is always trying to look for something that it's always assessing the situation. Well, it's assessing the situation and figuring out how do I need to survive this? That's why you don't always want to listen to every thought that comes across your brain. <laughs> well, how many times do you think a, a clock is factored in on like accidents, right? So you're driving to work and you're looking at the clock to get there faster. You My know? last accident was because I was late going to work, you know. And after that, it changed. It changed the way I, I thought about things, and it and it did restructure it. I didn't let it become a tragedy. I, you know, I let it become something where. You know, nobody died or anything. Right, it wasn't right. a tragedy in that sense. But there was some, you know, in some days after, I was like, man, I can't believe my car's gone. Like, you know, I, then I had to, like, start taking my wife's car to work and stuff. And plus, like, I, you'd have these little, I'd have these little flashbacks of the accident. Because I ended up going to work still after I had the crash. So, like, I never really took a minute to really just be like, oh, man, that was kind of, it's kind of scary, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, time definitely, uh, it puts you in a place where you're not moving naturally anymore. You're moving according to someone's schedule. 
not to say, and uh, you know, that's it's not to say that regimentation is a bad thing, but it's just it's not the only thing. It's there mm. was a most of the time people have been alive and on this earth they didn't have clocks. They ca- not to say that they didn't keep time in certain ways, but they didn't have a re- like something that was on their wrist or on their, on their phone or in their face like constantly, like, yeah, something being kept and saying hey you need to be right here at this moment i mean my wife is like well we got to be somewhere at you know 10 o'clock she's like well you know whatever and i'm the person that's like okay <laughs> listen we gotta be there 10 minutes early because that's just how i am but like yep, I'm, right, I'm right there with you <laughs> but i noticed though like lately i've just kind of been like whatever and like this new job i was just kind of like <laughs> that's not the right place to do that. I know right I know but like listen like I showed up at like 10 after 8 I'm supposed to be there at 8 and they just like don't even say they anything don't care. that's because and that's probably because you know that's because you're a workhorse and you know, just like, you, you know you can get away I well, you know you can get away with it's it. in Harrisburg too though so like this is the same problem that my buddy who I work with this is the same problem he had he he <laughs> He, he swore he was like, man, they can't survive without me. Like, I don't care. I'll come in at about seven fifteen. We're also twenty. I don't care. We're also only supposed to work till four, and I've been there till four forty-five, five oh, o'clock. No, so oh, you no. know, getting what needs done done. <laughs> so you know, I may fall a little short on the front end, but the back end's got it covered. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm, I'm good. That's yeah. the, it's funny because the other thing that people really try to emulate is. Like, People try to emulate computers. You know, people think that because computers have higher processing speeds that, like, somehow, like, people do. <laughs> and it's like, no, computers are not people. Like, computers don't have, like, depression and anxiety issues and sleep issues and stuff like that. That's not the same thing, you know. I also refuse to uh, to acknowledge daylight savings time. <laughs> I haven't changed the clock. Nope, I haven't changed the clock in my car in like ever since I had my car. I do protest. I refuse. I I, I want a public protest. That's right. I think it's silly. I don't. I think it's the most. It's just ridiculous. I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. (laughs) Why we got to change clocks? Come on, like you know. Hey, listen now. Right now, my car says uh, it's eleven o'clock. Right now, it says twelve o two because technically it's an hour and two minutes at fast. So, like you know, I just said, hey, you make the adjustment. Yep, I mean, that's right. But I refuse to acknowledge it because then, plus the other thing is. I don't know how to change the time in my car. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's what it is. <laughs> now point. we know. So I, now I'm now know. justified. Now look like that. <laughs> yes. So I now justify two things, so I'm yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> if you could justify it twice, it must be true. <laughs> this is absolutely correct. 100%. The truth. My son's like, oh, every time we're just because we went to the wreck. And then I was like, I got to be home. I want to be home by 8 o'clock you know to get ready and he's like all right so we got back in the car he's like oh it's it's like it was like 7 30 he's like oh it's 8 30 we're late i'm like nope i was like you forget i don't recognize daylight savings time <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh he's like oh yeah it's 7 30 i was like yep we're good plenty of time so uh do you guys have uh 
does your company have like any upcoming events or anything of that nature? I don't have any public events planned at the moment. I have some for businesses and organizations I'm doing. Um, I do want to get a few more up this year. I just did about a month ago. I did a, it was called BU. So event, it was, um, really spoke about celebrating yourself, went through highlighting some strengths of personality, highlighting some things out of your story and things like that, just to help empower people to recognize, Hey, I have something to, to give to the world and utilize that. So, uh, at the moment I don't have anything planned, but I am going to get some in the books here shortly. Do you find people are, uh, receptive to what you say? Do you, do you get a lot of people coming up to you after and, asking little things or are right. people because you know how it is sometimes <laughs> people will be like no matter if, even if they did pick up the information they'll be like oh, all right you know. yo people like, love talking about themselves so <laughs> they do they really you, do you talk about it but it, but it's legit i mean it's it's you know we in all some sort of way we all like to talk about ourselves it's our life it's our journey and uh so when you talk about personalities people really enjoy being able to find themselves and the people mm-hmm. they know and it. And yeah, people are always looking to talk afterwards. Um, I was at the leader cast event that Lancaster chamber of commerce put on last spring. And the one that about 10 speakers through this, it was a simulcast. And the one guy touched on personalities that all 300 people were there. That was their fa- You know, almost everybody's favorite segment. And they got everybody talking because hmm. Once you can recognize where you fit or where other people fit. People I think some people just want to identify with somebody else. Yeah, yeah it gives yeah, you a sense too. of community. Yeah. yeah, it really does. People lack, I mean, I know when I say people, maybe I just mean myself, but I know I I lack sense of community. So it's like, yeah. Also, some people, uh, you know, they, they like to be able to go from feeling bad for not being somebody to recognizing, hey, that I'm somebody legit. And I. Yeah, it's a great thing to learn. <laughs> instead of always trying to feel like you have to change and be someone different, do something that kind of goes against your strengths and what comes naturally. People don't like to feel uncomfortable, but it's kind of interesting when you do feel uncomfortable. You sometimes learn the most about yourself, things you can do and accomplish. I mean, I'm not a public speaker, but yet we're sitting here talking and we do this, you know, once every week yeah, or so yeah. and and we spend a lot of time doing it. And but when I was in high school, like you, like you, I was like, oh, <laughs> that I think I missed that day. I was sick that day, so I didn't have to do that. Well, for the stand the, up. Yeah, stand up front of high school and talk, you know, talk to everybody. I wasn't looking forward to that day at all. But I, I mean, I remember the first time I got on stage to do a show, and I was terrified, but there was a certain energy that came to it. Because now I was like, okay, now you have to be present. Like, or you're going to sound like an idiot. You're going to get booed <laughs> off stage. I remember I was the first person on, like to perform that night at, uh, in the show. So it was my first time ever, first time uh, at a show. And they're like, oh, we were up first. So it's like, got five minutes. I'm like, oh, man. like, But in that moment, you can choose to uh, be the hero or... You, you know, rise the, the, the coward, you know, you, could, you, know, you rise can rise to the occasion yeah. or you, you know, and 
most time i think i think there was only one time i ever performed and like i felt <laughs> i felt like i know i messed it up like i messed up my rhyme and uh like when I finished the song, like the people clapped, and I was like, "Don't clap for that!" Like, what, what are you clapping for? Like, I just messed up. Don't, 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 don't give me that reinforcement. I, you know, I don't want to do that ever again. <laughs> so they're like, "Boo me, please, just, come on, just please, just don't, don't say anything. Just be silent. Just let me walk out. <laughs> Tail between my legs. I'm good. <laughs> just, I'm, bye, guys." <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, I'm finding more and more though that people want real. You know, they want real. So they do. I have times when I've spoken and I thought I killed it, and you know, good. And I had other times where I'm like, "This was horrible," and everybody afterwards is like, "Yo, this was so good." <laughs> Isn't it funny how that about? happens. Like sometimes you just do you think you did the worst ever, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, "No, that was the man. That was great." Yeah. <laughs> Just let you know how little you know what's going on. Like, well, yeah, uh, people are connecting to different things, yeah, you know. And, and sometimes when you're, when you don't feel like you have it all together, you're a little more open and a little more vulnerable and, and a little more real, and, yeah, and people exactly. can relate to that. Is exactly. yours is yours like a written speech kind, or is it extemporaneous at all, or is it just like a combination of both? Well, yeah. Uh, Depends what what I do. Uh, I don't really. I don't write my stuff out. I just I fill my head with a lot of things, and idea. I just. That's how I know, always thought I'd go at it. Spit it out of out of uh, the overflow. Um, you know, sometimes I'll put a couple points down that I know I want to hit to keep a train of thought, but I won't. I don't write. I'll write five points to talk for an hour, you know, yeah, five really? one liners or something. Just and half the time I don't even look at it because I just go on the flow. And then I'll, um, depends what I'm doing, I'll throw a keynote uh, in there to get, get some graphics up for people and stuff like that. Yeah, so. I like doing slides, you know, slides give you like, a, you know, in case you're forgetting, like, what my, like, no, it's right there. This is what this part is about. So like the slide isn't really for the people, it's for and you. Th- this is what I was thinking. I was like, this slide, I might need this thing. I give you a little pretty visual behind it. And then, uh, then the real point of what I need to remember right there, just the jump off point, you know, that I tried to do stand up one time like that. Like, I, you know, the first time I ever did stand up, I pretty much wrote jokes and stuff. And then the second time I tried to do it, I just tried to make jump off points. And that was way harder than I thought. Like, <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a very systematic thinker. So I think you know a b c to z uh, that comes naturally for me i have to go through processes because otherwise i get too i jump around too much and i have to do it in steps i think that's why i like writing things down right because i can kind of like do it in steps and i can be more thorough i guess you know put my whole and it seems to flow better once i I write everything down you know so I'm definitely systematic in that way. I think I, you know, in front of people, I would never want to read something because I don't know. There's always just seems to be like a dead energy to somebody standing in front of people reading something because it's hard to put your emotions into something that you're reading. Like it's <laughs> like when I when I record sometimes like like I don't like to look at my lyrics when I'm recording them. Because it's like you're supposed to be like reading is a particular thing. 
and recording is a particular thing so it's like doing both i feel like it takes away from it because it's like if it comes from this real place that's gonna show in the recording if you if you hear me like reading something trying to rap you're gonna like you're gonna be <laughs> and you're gonna be like it. he's reading like yeah yeah, when well, before me and you were started doing stuff together, I was had my was doing my own thing, and like sometimes I would like write my article and put it on that steam it, you know that I was talking to you about, yeah. and then I would go and do a video, and I would just kind of read the article, and I'm like, and then I listen back, I'm like, this just doesn't, it's okay, but like the times where like you could tell where I was like really the important part where I was like really into it. Like you could, and it was just natural and yeah, like it was a little stumbly or whatever, but like you could tell I was more intense in that part of it. Right. Yeah. You know, whereas opposed to just reading it off and like, it sounds very like, you know, (laughs) fragmented and whatever. If you had one thing to tell people, well, I guess that this is kind of, (laughs) (laughs) but if you had, (laughs) If you had, what's the the main thing you try to convey to people to empower them? Because um, I know you know everybody has their main points. Right. You know you can you can design the life you want, and uh, to begin to find something about yourself you can celebrate and celebrate it today. Those are two of the main points I want to hit. Those are good <laughs> points. <laughs> uh, but for yeah, for real, don't just recognize it. Don't just tolerate it. But but celebrate it and say, "Hey, I can I can work with this. I can do something." I think a lot of people would like to celebrate their life, and they find themselves around people who like are like, "What are you celebrating about? Like, what are you <laughs> like? Your life sucks just like mine. Like, what are you like?" You know? Right. <laughs> well, so that there's just there's a ton of definitions to celebrate, you know, and not necessarily just have a party, but yeah. embrace it and say, "This is who I am," and. Uh, this is something I can do. So even here, we're talking about different ways of of communicating, and some needing to, you know, write notes or some not or whatever. That's part of your your skill set and, and part of a natural gift or talent, whatever you want to call it. And and you can work with that, man. That's something to say. Hey, celebrate it as in let me use it, let me utilize it, let me work with it, let me find a job that I can actually do what I love. If I love talking to people all the time and being the center of attention, right. let me find a job where I can talk. You know, don't get a job that locks you in a room by yourself with a computer because you're gonna go crazy trying to talk to the walls and whatever. Find something that fits that. That's that skill set. That's where I'm at right now. I'm at the point in my life where. I no longer believe people. I no longer believe that people have to work in something that that uh, they just don't want to do. You know, I I think a lot of people fall into that. And when I work at different places, I seem to find similar types of people who have similar outlooks on life. you know they're you know they're pretty much just like well i'm gonna be doing something like this for the rest of my days like i think that's the safe thing it's safe like it's safe in people's minds to think like that because it's stable and you're gonna have good insurance all the time and like you know there's (laughs) it's stable but it is not the fulfilling path everyone who i've ever listened to who uh has built their life to be what they want it to be has had to 
fly, like do something that flies in the face of most of the people who love them and who support them because they can't see their vision. Mm. You know, they they can't see their vision. You can't ask somebody to see your vision because they'd have to be there for all of your life to see why you think the way you do and why you go the ways that you do. Yeah, right. Well, you know, most people, life is happening. So you have bills to pay, you have rent or mortgage, and you got to find a way to pay the bills. And most people end up, you know, finding something that gives money or, you know, growing into it. My dad was into it, or I was offered this job and I, I went there and uh, failed to realize uh, it's hard for people to realize um, that you can actually do something that you enjoy. And so, I mean, and it's one thing that if you are fortunate enough to do something you enjoy, that's great. And to get there is great. But sometimes you have to look at it, too, as maybe you're not doing what you enjoy right now, but you're using what you're doing right now as a tool to get where you want to go. You know, you can look at it that way, too. Right. You know, so it's not always I mean, I've had a lot of jobs and over the you know, I came to that realization last, you know, probably a couple of jobs I had. It wasn't necessarily that I really cared for them, but it helped me get to different places. And really that's, I cared more about getting to that place, sure. which allowed the job, it sucked. Or, you know, for whatever reason, the pay was sucked or the people, you know, whatever it was, it didn't matter. But it allowed me to get where I wanted to yeah. go. Yeah. And that was really the goal, was to get where I wanted to go. And I just used it as a stepping tool. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so that's also true. You don't. It, it's it's about not making the job what you live for. Absolutely, having this other thing. You know, that's but, why I try to find people. Like, do you have that other thing? The it? problem is though that you spend like eighty percent of your life at work. <laughs> that's and the so problem. So when you yeah. hate it, you're you're spending. This is true. When when you turn you know <laughs> seventy five or whatever it is, and you spent fifty years of your life. 55 years of your life 80 percent of that time somewhere you hated i i talk to people in their 30s in their 40s in their 50s and they say you know i've done this for 30 years and i hate it now what it's like or or you have at least they're asking the question you know uh, sears just (laughs) sears clean bankruptcy right yeah and now there's people that probably worked at sears for 30 years and or 20 years it works. And, and they like that job but now that's all they've done and it's like now what you know i mean there's a possibility they may lose their pension because they filed bankruptcy you know so, so now not only do they they're like in a position where it's like now what now they don't even have that pension to fall back on sure you know so like it's like you look back and you're just like what happened you know i worked with this dude you know he he said he was doing something for like 25 years he was like some manager at some like uh cable installation company and he said one day they just like got rid of all these people and he was like i was out of what i've been doing for most of my life and i was like that's how simple that it could be you know like you can so if you're not chasing that thing that will bring you uh, fulfillment, uh, things like that is just, you know, that's the alternative, you know? And that's why, like, that's part of the reason why I got to the point where I got real, I realized that I needed to use these things for stepping stools and, and getting to places where I wanted to go 
because that in the moment it could you know right. whatever you're doing could be but wrong. as as long as you have a a goal or somewhere you're right. going that's, that's what i'm saying you yeah. through that you know versus yeah absolutely like getting there and staying remember there, good you know? furniture right and guys just like one day just gone and all those people that worked i mean i knew people that worked goods furniture and they for 20 years 30 wow. years they were gone bankrupt and all the pensions all the everything just nothing like they were never there. yeah that's like they wild. were never and now it's new home wreck <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like that's that, the reality of the situation i never yeah. knew where that wreck like because I, I was never in new holland really but i never knew that the wreck center was something it used to be a place it used to be a company called goods furniture yeah, and i think actually, they they own the the reuse it shop too right okay i think it was the the there's a reuse it shop there on the corner with yeah, across from the sheets, about. yeah, that used to be like their, like their um, place where they would, you know, sell the furniture, and then they had a, like a warehouse back where the wreck was, and I don't know if they made, built the furniture or if they just that was their warehouse. I don't remember, but like it was a pretty big, you know, pretty big deal, and then they just were gone, <laughs> you know. So yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the thing about Case New Holland, I mean, imagine if that just shut down one day. All those people is, you know, worked there forever. I mean, that's a place where people go. And, and, I mean, my brother started there when he was 19. He don't work there anymore. But there's people that will start there when they're 19, and, and that's they never leave, you know? Hey, too many things change, and life is too short to yeah. uh, not live for what, what you want. Yeah. And, uh, Way too short for that. What you want to see in life, what's fulfilling, what's meaning of success for you, and I'm not even saying about like chasing it or running the game and always being stressed about it, but just enjoying the moments, realizing that life is a journey, it's not a destination, and enjoying the process. Um, yeah, you have to. Yeah, I think you're right. I absolutely think you're right. Oh man, well, you know. Mm-hmm probably a good place to end. i think i think we've had a good talk here you know mm. i think you know it's not one of our three hour no uh, but just endless <laughs> like substance. we've had some endless endless podcasts just like oh what time is it but no i think that this one though uh is definitely one of my favorites because you know you you really got to to, to share some things with people you never know who you're going to affect with the things right. you say so you know you could have just said something on here that'll stimulate you know some thought in some random person who you've never even thought I mean, about our, our, <laughs> our like, millions of fans our, 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 there's so many there's trillions there's trillions there's trillions there's do people. those trillions of fans keep you awake at night are they yeah. like you and disliking my thing no no no, no. no we, they don't do anything. i'm just messing with you that's <laughs> why they're the best kinds of fans they that's right even, they don't. They don't even subscribe. They, this, this, we got. We got different planets. We got. Right. We got listeners on different we're, planets we're in, now. We're interstellar. Yeah, interstellar. <laughs> interstellar right. numbers. But right. uh, no, definitely. We, uh, thanks for coming on and and yeah. and thanks again for having. Me. Hey, you know, keep keep up the good fight and uh, you know trying to trying to help people out. That's really all. You know, yeah. you're just trying to help people and. You know? um, yeah, thank you for coming on, and we'll put all the links to your your website and your Facebook page and everything in the description. So cool. if anybody wants to 
get a hold of you, they can do that. Yep. And um, and any upcoming events or anything will pop up on there. So periodically, perfect. I do some free events and stuff like that, trying to get the word out. So yeah, great. check them out. So thank you to Jason and Will as usual. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me in your. Thank you, Rob. Away from less dog noises were getting better it's still a little bit but less i like the dog noises they give it realness well now we have four we have four dogs now yeah it's all there's one in the back there so now we added an extra one but he's pretty quiet he's pretty laid back so he's a good he's all right i think they were good this time yeah and and as always make sure you like and subscribe you know so we can you know get to those we're trying to go from one trillion to two trillion it's pretty fancy that's some fancy talk right there. See? Right? I've been working. You like self- and subscribe. We don't hey, say stuff like If you don't build the platform, you don't reach anybody. Self-promotion. Come on. This Self-promotion. Don't, yeah, I've been don't working on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kudos. You know? Hit that little heart at the just bottom it. of it. <laughs> and then hit the little th- whatever. If there's a thumbs up, hit that. Whatever there's there, just go for it. <laughs> Comment. Hey, we take comments. We're good with comments. Don't say nothing crazy. No, no, no. Boy. no. We're looking for positive <laughs> reinforcement. I don't know. <laughs> Say something. Get him mad. You know, he, no. I'm not going to read it. He read it. I don't, I'm not gonna, read. I don't get mad. <laughs> <laughs> I did. No, that's not true. I did get somebody taking a uh, comment taken off the oh, uh, YouTube oh, one time, man. but he said some like not flattering things. This oh, person. Man. That's I, why I like. That's why I'm not ever going to read that stuff. I I thought I was like, man, we made it. Somebody made a comment. We had to get kicked <laughs> off. It was only one we comment ever. We had one comment ever, and I had to get kicked <laughs> one off. Comment, <laughs> one comment. I didn't get it kicked off. Oh man. <laughs> oh, you know what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, anyways, all right. So, okay. thanks for listening, people. We'll see you yeah, next see time. You later. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. Later.